0: Why do players request a transfer out of a football club? Well, sometimes it's because their ambitions are better suited for a bigger club. Or maybe they're frozen out of a squad and need to go to a team that'll actually play them. Or maybe they simply want a change of scenery. Whatever the case is, some players just need to leave. With this summer being not just a huge summer in terms of international tournaments, but also transfer sagas, we decided to look into 10 players who need a transfer both why they need the transfer and where they can possibly end up come next season. Big players making bank breaking moves, hot prospects stepping up to new horizons and forgotten former superstars waiting for their time to shine again. This summer transfer window is going to be amazing. If you like this episode, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at final Third Show. Leave a rating on wherever you listen to us on and tell a friend you enjoy the show. This is the Final Third Podcast, Deep Dive Edition. Hello, and welcome back to the Final Third Deep Dive Edition. My name is AJ Tabura. I'm everyone's favorite Minnesota United, West Ham United, and U.S. National Team fan. I'm joined... Not by Harry Kane asking Tottenham Hotspurs again if he can finally, finally be freed from his chains. But it's actually Jack. Jack, how are you feeling?
1: Well, today has been a great day uh, because if, you, if uh, you don't know already, I'm a Chelsea fan. But I'm also a pretty big Newport County fan. And today was a great day for both those teams.
0: Yeah, you're also a French national team fan. So I'm just going to ask you, you know, Newport County won their playoff game today. Chelsea won their revenge match against Leicester. And France recently released their Euro call-up list of, what, 23 players? 26. Euros? 26, 26, right? They, they have three extra ones because of right. COVID or whatever. So how are you feeling on those individual uh, events? Are you feeling good?
1: Uh, well, I like 25 of the players in the French squad. Um, Who's the one you don't like? Kareem Benzema. I'm not a fan. Um, Kareem Benzema? Yeah, He's a great player, but see, here's the thing: I I don't like I don't like him because he's going to take Olivier Giroud's spot at his probably last Euros, and I don't like that because I am my as my Twitter bio states a Giroud stan. He is the best player of all time, and I can't I I don't want to see him get benched. That's all I'm saying. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> here's the That's thing. It. Here's the thing, right? Benzema is undoubtedly a better player than Giroud. Like, um, you can't even argue. Okay. Who, who
1: has who has the second most goals for France and a World Cup? Just saying. Just who saying. who was
0: left out of France's squad for stupid reasons? Well, not stupid reasons. Yeah, it but stupid for reasons. A, a very long time, Benzema. Who knows? He could be up there as well.
1: Yeah. Nah, okay. nah. Duh. Okay. Hope, hopefully not drew got, for, drew for life that's we, what we got
0: we got a hater over here we got a hater but we're not <laughs> jack actually talking about france and how they're going to lose the euros to. no they're gonna win but whatever <laughs> <laughs> okay All right. well, we're not talking about that we are actually going to talk about that in what three weeks time when the euros yeah, are three weeks. about yeah. to begin we have a huge deep dive coming up previewing that tournament. i'm really excited for that but for now, we're talking about transfers. We're talking about the 10 players we think need the, the tran- like a transfer the most. Uh, but before we get that, as always, follow our Twitter and Instagram. We hit 100 followers. Let's get 100 more at Final Third Show, also on Instagram at Final Third Show. We reached 1,000 downloads this past weekend, and we're both really happy about that. You know, We're really happy that people are listening. People are leaving ratings. That's really cool. And lastly, before we get into the transfers, we have a listener survey for you guys to fill out. If you're a regular uh, listener or you listen to this episode for the first time and you listen to it all the way through, go down to the show notes down below, click on the Google form and fill it out. It's just some basic questions on what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast, what you don't want to change versus what you think we could do to improve it will only take one or two minutes at most. So go fill that out. It'll help us a lot and, you know, make the listening experience better for you. And uh, with that out of the way, let's get started with our transfers. Jack, why don't you explain the rules on how we chose the players? Because, you know, we don't have time to talk about 20, 30 million different players. What is are the parameters for us to choose right. players from?
1: Yeah, so we had to limit it a little bit. So. Of course, uh, well, maybe not, of course, we're doing all European based players for one. And the other two rules are no free agents. So no one who is already going to transfer all in all likelihood, such as my my favorite player, Olivier Giroux, and no loans to permanent deals. So no,
0: my favorite player, Jesse
1: Lingard. Right. Yes. So that those are the kinds of uh, things that are off limits. Uh, unfortunately for, for both of us, as we probably would have loved to talk about Lingard uh, and Giroux, but that we can talk, we talk about them a lot already. So.
0: Yes. All right. Let's get started with, well, Jack, who do you want? Who do you want to start off? Do you want me or do you want you to start off?
1: I mean, I, I can start off because That's I, I think I have, I, AJ and I approach this very differently as a, as <laughs> a disclaimer, AJ picked a lot of the bigger names. I picked maybe a lot of more, Maybe unknown picks, but I, I think still deserve a transfer. So with that out of the way, I'm going to go first to my favorite club in England, which is Chelsea with Emerson Palmieri, the left back, third choice left back, really. He has a market value of around 17000000 million. He's got one year left on his contract and really hasn't broken back into the team since his extended run when Alonzo was injured in late 2019. So he's been pretty far out of the team. He's, got, he's only made two Premier League appearances this season, but he has made six in the Champions League and had that awesome goal where he like ran up the entire length of the field where Pulisic got the assist in the 94th minute against Atletico Madrid. He's also had five appearances in the FA Cup, but he needs to play regular minutes again because he has been playing for Italy's national team pretty regularly, but he needs to cement his place as Italy's left back. He featured pretty regularly under Maurizio Sarri, but lost his place under Lampard and now Tuchel. So it's probably time for him to go on. But where does he go? Because that's the big question we're trying to answer. And I think I found a few possible destinations for him. But the biggest one that I settled on was Juventus, because they were already looking at him in the last transfer window. But albeit that was under Maurizio Sarri. But I think he'd still fit them pretty well. Alexandro, their first-choice left-back, he's still playing well, but he's getting a lot older. He's 8, or I almost said 81. He's 31 years old. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Emerson is really good at bombing forward and has a really good cross. He was our corner kick taker at Chelsea for a good amount of time, which would be perfect for Cristiano Ronaldo to get some headed goals. So I think that would complement their team pretty well. Other than that, I think he'd fit in great at Inter Milan because he plays pretty well at wing-back. And Conte loves using wingbacks and, you know, he could use some backup in that left wingback position and potentially he could play over on the right wing because he did do that in our Europa League winning campaign as Ashley Young, ironically, is not very young. So uh, I, I, think, I, I think he would fit in well there, but he'd probably be a second choice, which is not what I'm sure he wants. And then finally, which I think is actually a pretty realistic destination, would be Arsenal. Because it's right across London, and they need a backup left back or just a left back to compete with Kieran Tierney or someone who can switch over to the right flank and play right sided defender. Because you know, Kieran Tierney when he got injured for Arsenal, they really struggled. So they need someone to fill in there, and I think Emerson could be a very solid pick to fill in for them. And you know, I uh, I I honestly think that that would be more likely than not because you know. It seems like Arsenal always sign Chelsea players who are out of favor. Uh, So why not? Why not throw them in there? And yeah, those are my top three picks. Uh, AJ, just given off of of what I've said, do you have any other opinions on places he could go?
0: Well, it's hard because I feel like a lot of teams are doing pretty well with the left back position. I think that's kind of, we're in a kind of full back Renaissance almost where teams have very strong options, both at right and left back. Having watched Emerson throughout the years, having seen him perform well for Chelsea, I think he's a, a good left back who could probably get some quality minutes, if not be a starter at most clubs outside of the big clubs in England and Italy and Spain so where I would like to see him go realistically to get the most out of his personal potential uh at you know his stage of his career probably be more of a mid-table English club because you know seeing him back up tyranny and Arsenal like that's great and all but you know would Arsenal actually go for that move if Emerson might cost a bit more money because there is that cross London premium. Maybe, right. probably not. They did it with uh, when, when they signed William, whatever. But, you know, that's just how I view it. And, you know, you said that an option for Emerson was Juventus. How about we go to Juventus to talk about a player that might be on actually the way out. And that is Paulo Dybala, the Argentinian forward. I think that he should leave juventus i think it would be the best next step for his career i think it might be the best next step for juventus as a whole now he's played really well for juventus getting 72 goals in 180 appearances he has played played for argentina the national team but he's low-key fallen out of favor he's not the person that they turn to all the time he only has 29 appearances still pretty good two goals for them so i think At this point of his career, he is 27. He's not at the same level of output as he was before. He needs to move. It's time to step out of Ronaldo's shadow and more into the light. Because we have seen his finishing. We've seen his dribbling. We've seen how good his passing is. That's all superb. But can it stand on its own? I think so. Why not let him be one of the main stars of the team? And you know who else is asking that question? Allegri, former Juve coach who wanted to build around him, Dybala, and not Ronaldo when he came over in, what is it, 2018? So long ago already. And the stats really back it up. Dybala in the three seasons prior to Ronaldo's arrival, 52 goals. Then three seasons afterwards, only 20. Imagine if instead of spending all that money around Ronaldo, Juve spent it on the other parts of the field cough cough midfield they wouldn't be in a rebuilding year right now I feel like they'd be in a better spot I don't think DiBala is truly good enough to be the only star player of a team because he still you know doesn't have that same level of clutchness as some other star players have but I think he should be one of the main stars on the team so where do I think he should go I think there's really only one option here that I wrote down at least and that's Atletico Madrid. I think he fits into the system Simeone is playing and could potentially replace an Ajax Suarez. It kind of seems like a no-brainer, especially when you consider that he's been linked with them before. And also, he has a lot of players around him that are still stars in him themselves, like Joao Felix. But at the same time, he could be more of the focal point than compared to when he was at Juve. I think that's where he should go. Uh, Jack, certified Juve hater, certified Atletico Madrid respecter. Where do you think he should go? Do you think Atletico Madrid is actually a good move for him?
1: Well, I think it could be, but I I also think given that they play a 4-4-2, he might be competing for time with, you know, Suarez has almost single-handedly carried Atletico to a league title. We're pretty sure at least. So, it might be tough for him to break in, but I think that could be a good move. I was just yeah. going to
0: ask, like, who is Suarez's striker partner? Because I. Uh, I think, Joao Felix. Okay. That is he tough. But plays also, of
1: him.
0: also, Suarez is aging, and Joao Felix, <laughs> I feel like he is a lot more versatile. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can move him. I don't know. But yeah, continue.
1: You're, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, I think he could still fit into that system. That being said, I also think. And, you know, I, I feel like the, this this might be a cop-out because it feels like they can buy almost anyone. Man City, I think, would be a solid place for him to go. Hmm. Just because they don't have a solid striker right now. They, like, Gabriel Jesus is not really living up to expectations. I mean, it's hard to live up to expectations set by Sergio Aguero. Yeah. But I, I think that, uh, you know, they could use kind of that focal point in attack because. Most of their goals come from midfielders uh, in, at Manchester City. So I think what they could really use is just someone to run the attack through who can finish those goals. And I think DiBala could, could fill that role.
0: All right. So an Argentinian replacing an Argentinian. I like it. Yeah. Jack, why, why don't we keep this moving? What is your next uh, transfer?
1: Yeah, well, you know what? You took us down to Italy. So why don't I continue with uh, another pick in Italy? And this one, I'm not sure if many people have heard of, but I think he deserves a shout. And that's Dusan Vlahovic, who is a striker at Fiorentina. He's got a market value of around $28 and he still has two years left on his deal. He's starting almost every game as well, 89% of Fiorentina's games he's started. But it's just a matter of moving to a team that can challenge for trophies, since Fiorentina is... Not exactly looking like the most likely team to do so. AJ, I know you're a big fan of Fiorentina, so it might, it might hurt, hurt to hear that. Mm-hmm. But they're in 13th place right now, which is really not good enough for, for them. Barely breaking a point every game. I think he needs a transfer because he has 21 goals in 36 appearances, which is the fourth highest in Serie A. He's only 21 years old, which is super impressive. I think you want to challenge for trophies as he's simply too good for that mid-table side. So where should he go? I I think there's a few destinations. The first one is honestly as, as ironic as it sounds since I said that he should move to a team that can challenge for trophies. I said Spurs because Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, if Harry Kane leaves, he would be a fantastic cheaper option to fill the void that Kane would leave. 21 goals in 36 games. You know that's a that's a fantastic return and matches almost Harry Kane's total. But given that Spurs seem to have a a trophy allergy, I think the best place for him to go, and this is why uh, this is this is what got me thinking about uh, the DiBala one. I think Manchester City could work actually as well for (laughs) for him because if they don't go for Kane, they need a proven finisher. Like I said, Gabriel Jesus, not at his best. I, I, I think he's, he has potential, but they've got, they need someone who has some proven goal scoring ability. And, you know, I, I think he could fit in there. However, I don't think that's the most likely destination because he's really young, 21, and he's had one really good season, which could spell disaster potentially for, for a side and spending a ton of money on him. I don't, I'm not sure how, how likely it would be for that, but, I think the most likely destination would be somewhere in the Bundesliga, you know, maybe a little bit tougher of a league uh, than, than, uh, than Serie A. But I think perhaps RV Leipzig would work for him because mm. they need, they never filled the the void that Timo Werner left. And it shows because their highest goal score is, uh, I think it's, uh, it's not Sam. I, I think it's a I feel like that's wrong, but it, he has 10 league goals, which, you know, given that you had a striker who was scoring over 30 last season, that's a significant drop off. I think, you know, he'd fit in really nicely there and he'd probably get uh, champions league game time, which would be awesome for him. And RB Leipzig are a growing club because, you know, they, they've only been around for a few years at this point in time, but I think that he could fit in quite well there. Uh, but that, that's my opinion on it. Uh, AJ, do you have any other, Ideas for uh, teams that need strikers?
0: Yeah, I have one. And when you're talking and doing some research on him before, because he did pop on my radar a couple months ago, I have one answer, and I feel like it's pretty strong. It's AC Milan. You know, still in yeah. Syria. They're going to need a striker, because I think Zlatan just signed a one-year contract, so he's right, going to right. be gone eventually. Milan are trying to compete for titles in Syria I, th- I think it's it's a good move so you know when I'm when I'm thinking about it I, I, I think that's a good option he has been linked with AC Milan a little bit but also Roma I, I don't really see how he fits in Mourinho's system if he's the best player for them especially when Mourinho as you know plays the way he does
1: right yeah I mean on paper Roma is a great Pick because Jeko is thirty five, turning thirty six this summer. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so. He would be a good fit there, but at the other on, like on paper, that sounds great. But Mourinho tax, I guess, is what is what you say. Uh, and uh yeah, I, I think that hurts the prospects of him moving there significantly.
0: Yeah, and that's basically why I'm saying AC Milan. I think he could do well pretty much anywhere in Serie if he stays there. So if he goes I to AC Milan. I didn't think of him. Yeah, I, I think that, that would be a good move for him, both in terms of the actual level of quality that he's jumping up uh, with, and also just general fit with Zlatan on the way out. All right, Jack, for my next one, I have a question for you, because I right. need you to decide. Do you prefer vacationing in England or Norway? For, this has no bearing on what, what player I'm going to pick next. Just Just wondering, just wondering.
1: Uh given that I've only been to England I'm going to say England so
0: All right let's talk about Harry Kane
1: All right
0: <laughs> Harry Kane I feel like most people who have ever read the news today probably can guess that Harry Kane was going to get mentioned Harry Kane is obviously one of the best strikers that the Premier League has seen England captain Tottenham Hotspur legend at this point but he needs a move. He's gotten the golden boot many times with, with Tottenham. So he's a good player, but at this point, he's such a great player. He's Eclipse Spurs. Like, no offense to Spurs fan. Actually, all offense to Spurs fan. Let's get out of here. He he's just bigger than the club right now. And, and that is that statement is actually no offense to Spurs fan, because it's really not your fault. It's years of mismanagement. It's years of of getting the wrong types of players and not cementing a foundation for Kane. But it's undeniable because he hasn't won a trophy. He's gotten close with the EFL cup, especially this past season and the champions league in 2019, but still no team trophies. He's won almost everything he can on the individual level, save for, I don't know, a ball and door or something. And in 2017, he said that if he hasn't won a few trophies in three years, he'll be disappointed. Well, guess what? It's, four years now, still no team trophies. And he's even said to chairman, Daniel Levy, that he'd want to leave. He's handed in a transfer request. That's how much he needs a move. If he wants to really step it up, become not just a great player, but a legendary player, he eventually needs to win some trophies. I feel like every legendary uh, player has at least a Champions League, a a league title. a a myriad of different cups. He has none of that. So he needs to leave because if you look at Tottenham's current trajectory right now, they're not going to give him the ability to win that he wants. So where should he go? And that's the problem. We don't know. Because clubs simply can't afford him because a, he kind of screwed himself over because he signed such a long contract in 2018. I think he's still on for yeah. 2024. Like oh God. <laughs> the value of his contract that he, that Tottenham would have to m- make up for, or like, like sell him for is, is huge, is huge. And so with COVID and teams being mismanaged, it, it leaves a lot of clubs out of the race when you look at it, the only possible move within the Premier League is probably, like Jack said, Man City. And Man City have been targeting him as a Aguero a replacement and he'd obviously do really really well there cuz if he's only partnering with Sun right now to create goals, imagine if he had literally 10 players who can give him assists. Like literally Ederson is just going to align drive ball to him and he'll score 50 goals in one season. Like that, that's how insane that would be. I think that'd be an amazing fit. But other options outside of Man City, literally nobody else, like Real Madrid, I guess. But PSG and Bayern, if you really think about it, they don't really need him because Neymar just signed a new contract. Levin Dowski still has legs. Barcelona intern Juventus, who could possibly use a player like him, Milan perhaps, they just can't afford him they're in too much debt and with that contract that's way too long for him and with all these other factors i would like to say that his most likely destination is man city but if we really had to choose i think he stays in tottenham despite the fact that he needs a move and bad Uh, jack would you say if you were a betting man would you say he stays at spurs or do you think he moves
1: Simply because of Daniel Levy, I'd say he stays because Daniel Levy is known to just like not give players a chance to really leave. We saw it with Christian Erickson. I wouldn't be surprised if he does that. But I also think that you you kinda you you missed over one thing, although I can see why you you skipped it. Chelsea could be a potential destination for him.
0: No way. I, I,
1: I under I understand why you skipped over it because you know. London rivals, it would it would cost a ton, but they are reportedly putting together a 150 million plus dollar transfer bid plus players to get its signature, which would be massive if they did. I think Chelsea turn into real title contenders, like if they if they sign him. However, I also think you undersell the potential of them going to PSG, honestly. Because while Neymar did sign a new contract, you have to remember he plays on the wing and Mbappe plays is better suited for the wing. Icardi on the other hand has not really filled the void of Cavani very well. Yeah. And yeah, because true. of that, you know, I, I think that he could go in there and, you know, tear up league on and potentially even win the champions league with them. Plus Maurizio Pochettino reunited with his own. Oh gosh, manager.
0: I completely forgot about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I, I honestly think PSG would be a good destination for him. It, the The only thing is, like, you could argue, okay, a league arm trophy doesn't carry the same weight as a Premier League trophy, but they are a club that can afford him. They they are, and Icardi just he he's a decent player. He just has not lived up to expectations at all. So I I think that, you know, it could I wouldn't count them out of it.
0: Wow. Okay. I, I I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I, I I'm on the PSG hype train. Just kidding, lot. No, yeah. But Kane's I can definitely PSG, see that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on to your next one, Jack. Where are you taking us?
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? You you took us back to the Premier League. So I I guess, I guess I'll follow you over there and Sweet. talk about talk about someone that we've talked about a little bit. It's it's going to be we're going to talk about a Norwegian, but not the one that most people talk about. I think. We're talking Sander Burge, a central defensive midfielder at Sheffield United. His price tag currently sits around $20 And, you know, with the Blades going down this past season, he's surely way too good to be playing in the championship. He is a solid defensive midfielder, but he still has three years on his contract. So he's probably going to be quite a bit of money for any club that tries to sign him. But when he's played, Sheffield United have looked like a way better team And his injury this season really hurt them this campaign and is probably why they're on their way down. He controls the midfield really well. And while he doesn't score and assist a ton of goals, he has some really good control and passing that would be useful to most teams who have just lacked a lot of, you know, have been a little bit, I guess, squishy, you could say, on the counterattack that that haven't really been able to control control anything when they lose possession. So where should he go? And, you know, I think there's a few destinations for him. he do well in a Premier League team, as he proved with Sheffield United last season for sure. But there are other good destinations for him. But I'm going to start in the Premier League. First of all is Arsenal, who have been heavily linked to him. Uh, transfer market has, like, these probabilities of transfers. And apparently they think that it's set, there's a 79% chance that Arsenal signs oh, wow. Him. And if that's true, I think that's a good fit. They need a good defensive midfielder because Xhaka and Elmeny is not a winning combination. Ceballos and, and Xhaka, not a good combination, as we saw in the Villarreal game. Uh, so I, I think they just need someone to partner, either Xhaka or Partey, that helps them level up. You know, I, I think they could really use Sander Burge. He could also head across nor- North London, though, and play as a partner to uh, Hort Ah, i always butcher that (laughs) but spurs could really use another solid defensive piece because you know their center backs are bad enough already they they do not have the best center back pairing in the league but they really need more more cover in that cdm spot you know harry winks is not good enough to for for them and i think that sander burge could fit that void Otherwise, you know, they're going to be out of the uh, Spurs could go into the top four with a, a signing like this, I think. And then finally, I think that he would be a good fit in Italy, actually, specifically at like an, even a team like Juventus that might be too big of a move too quickly. But I, I just couldn't think of another team that really needs like a solid CDM at this point in time. So his style of play is so fitting for Italian soccer. With good passing power and range, he would be a fantastic addition to any really Italian side. And Juventus need a presence in the midfield. Weston mckenney has been holding it down best he can, but he needs some help. Uh, so I, I think that I think that he would be a great addition to them. And I think he could fix those leaks in the side and could help them reclaim the Scudetto. So that that's my thinking on on where he should go or where he could go. I think it's probably going to be Arsenal. But AJ, what do you think?
0: I'm the West Ham West Ham you know, West Ham. I, I mean, you need uh, a midfielder that's not named Mark Noble to finally take <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. I, I think it'd be good competition for another uh, young midfielder that's playing in the Premier league. Now, Declan Rice, I think that'd be a good competition kind of plays in not the same role, but uh, could be interchangeable. Thomas Suchek as well as a midfielder that can come out. Other than that, I don't really know, I'll be honest, enough about him because I haven't watched Sheffield in the games that he was able to play with them as much as I should have. But in terms of just the quality of club that he could go to, looking at his stats, I don't see him moving to a too big of a club. There's yeah, actually like this not. kind of a maybe crappy rumor that Man City was going to sign him, just going on the... the 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 kind of theme that we're building here at man city are in links with everybody because they can just buy the entire world yeah but i i don't see him moving there honestly i see him moving towards like an arsenal you know a mid-table club something like that you know uh that's just basically how i see that situation i'm interested to see where he goes and where other players who i think could make a move that have just been relegated like uh, and Alexander Mitrovic and Anthony Robinson where they end up is going to be really really exciting. I was going to say that maybe he stays with Sheffield but given how young he is, given the potential he has and given the fact that you know Sheffield United I don't know if they necessarily have the tools right now to mount a promotion fight, I think he w- will move somewhere at least. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to, well, Jack, I'll, I'll ask you another question because I, I did it last time. Would you like to move away from England or would you like to go to another English club for this next one?
1: You know what? what why don't we keep, why don't we keep with the, the English clubs right now? You know?
0: All right. All right. Then let's go to the Southern coast. I believe is where Brighton is. <laughs> We're talking about Eves Bissouma, a really talented, talented midfielder. He's, the next big mid midfielder. Eh, there we go. Basuma <laughs> oh is, is so good. He's making me tongue-tied. I am just blushing over the quality that he brings to this Brighton team. He's 24, so he's just pretty much now hitting his prime. So teams, if they want to capitalize on his talents, have to pick him up now. He's been stupendous for Brighton, managing to be a solid heartbeat for a team, despite not getting on the score sheet too many times. His dribbling is what people get so excited about. He can really create things uh, that way Uh, in the midfield. He's like uh, just a boss making those runs, exactly what you want out of a modern midfielder. He's one of the league's leaders in terms of interceptions. And this is where we also talk about the defense side of his game because his defensive work with his tackling is nothing to sneeze at. Going forward and back is something that obviously managers want to see. So the fact that he's able to do that is very, very impressive. No offense to Brighton, but I think he deserves a move to a bigger team that can help him win something. I think a lot of big teams can utilize him to the best of their abilities so they can get the most out of his abilities. Again, he's what you are really looking for in a modern-day midfielder. So where is he gonna go? Well, his price tag might be up there in the tens of millions, 50 to 60 to 70. He's still a pretty young guy. So if you get him on a solid contract, you're gonna have a pretty solid midfielder barring injuries for three, four, five years. So where can he go? Well, he's been linked with Liverpool, Arsenal, and most recently, Man City. Man City again, okay, we gotta get away from them. I could see him matching up with Partey pretty well. Jack mentioned uh, in the previous transfer how weak Arsenal are in the midfield. I think him matching up with those midfielders there would serve him and Arsenal, obviously, very, very well. I don't want to see his town squandered. I know Arsenal are you know, a relatively good team, but if he moves to a team with an already decent midfield like Liverpool or Man City, I think he could really, really make a a difference there. And even if he's not starting right away, I think his talents, from what I've seen at his time in Brighton, have the ability to shine through and get him the start. Wherever he goes, he'll succeed. He's definitely a name to watch out for. FPL managers know him very well. He's very cheap, and he's he's an easy two plus points every single week so keep an eye out for him uh jack do you think that he's going to make this big money move to a big club and more importantly do you think he would do well there
1: uh, a big money move yeah because uh, i'm the, not quite i'm not quite convinced on it honestly oh, because i like it i i think he could but he you know brighton he he makes brighton look better i will say that much but i also think that he could do even better with like you know a mid table side for a few years kind of build his he's way 24, up
0: 24 though he's already he 24
1: is. that is true i i think you know, it, it's just that a lot of the bigger sides in like the premier league at least i'm not i don't think of many of them as like needing a cdm or a central midfielder at this point in time that that's that's the big block i think a- except like if you're talking about arsenal and spurs those are the only sides that i can think of well, they are a really mid-table club so well yeah but maybe maybe liverpool as well could be a decent option because you know with with henderson on his way kind of kind of uh he, he's is he 36 now 35 36
0: he's getting up there
1: yeah i i think they i think they could use him but you know i I I think he's he he's very good, but I'm not sure how many teams are going to be willing to to like pull the trigger on that on that sort of transfer, especially if he if he comes at a pretty high price tag.
0: All right. Well, we'll see where he goes. But Jack, before we get to the other transfers we're talking about, do you just want to quickly go over some of our honorable mentions? Because we are halfway through our list right now.
1: Yeah, let, let let's go over uh some of them. I mean, I I won't mention any of the ones that I, I know are either on your list or that you've already talked about, mm-hmm. but uh some ones that I that I've thought about are Alan St. Maximin uh oh, at Newcastle. Yeah. You know, I, I think a transfer to Liverpool maybe would, would suit him well. Oddson you know, Edward, I odson I I know I butchered that name, but he's a <laughs> center forward at Celtic that uh has absolutely lit up the, the Scottish division this past season and I think like you know a transfer to a team like Arsenal or Leicester could be a really good move for him and another one that I, that I wanted to mention was Aaron Ramsey who's a central midfielder at Juventus I think he apparently uh Jurgen Klopp wants him at Liverpool I, I'm not sure why exactly I mean I know <laughs> why because Liverpool need a central midfielder but he's he's getting up there in age but Given that he's kind of been out of the side at Juventus, I think a move would be really beneficial for him. And if a Premier League team is going to give him minutes, I, I have a feeling he'd take that in a heartbeat.
0: Nice. Here are my honorable mentions I have Anthony Martial at Manchester United. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, been underutilized still relatively young. Look it up real quick. I think he can move to another English side. Yeah, 25. Uh, so he he's at that point where he needs a move or he needs to break into the the first team once more. And I don't know if that's gonna happen. I'd like to see him at another English side, another big six team. I think he'd do well there. Delhi Ali, Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, yeah, true underutilized with jose Mourinho, he's gone now but i think it's kind of left a bad taste in his mouth and he's gonna want a change of scenery in order to get his career back on track could see him moving to the likes of a psg if pochettino uh, r- really feels like it i could also see him going to the bundesliga wherever he goes i'm sure he'll do well uh, going off the the Spurs train again, we have former Spurs player Christian Ericsson, Juventus right now, or not Juventus? How I am mean, What am I saying? He's at where well, he's at Inter Milan.
1: Inter Milan, yeah, yes, that, that, that's that's what, like, that's where he is. Yeah,
0: Christian erickson I think needs a move. I think Inter Milan wasn't the best place for him in the first place, and I think I don't know exactly where he would move. Also, can see a Bundesliga type move in terms of you know, uh, 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 Dortmund, perhaps, whatever. So those are my honorable mentions. Uh, Jack, why don't
1: you take us to, what is this, your fourth pick? Yeah, my fourth pick. And, yeah, sure. you know, both uh, of both my la- uh, my my picks here are in Spain. So, AJ, do you think we should go to a bigger team or a little bit of a smaller team? Let's save the bigger team for last. Let's go to the smaller right. team. So... I say smaller team, it's, the smaller team is still Valencia, which is a pretty good team. But yeah. I went for maybe a pick that doesn't need a move but might want one at this point, which is Carlos Soler, who's a central midfielder at Valencia. You know, he, Valencia used to be a lot more powerful, making the Champions League pretty regularly or at least European competition, but they've really fallen off recently and don't look like they're returning to their former glory anytime soon. Carlos Soler has been at Valencia his full career, but I think it might be time for him to move on. He's 25 years old and has been fantastic for an underwhelming Valencia side. He leads the team in goals with 11 and has eight assists, in addition to those 11 goals, in 31 appearances. He's a central midfielder who's their top goal scorer. Like He's surely too good to stay with Valencia and deserves to play in the UCL. And, you know, in the UCL, when he played there in the 19 nineteen twenty season, he played decently well, although Valencia still fell to Atalanta in the round of 16. But where should he go? I think he should stay in Spain, honestly. Uh, potentially going to one of the big two teams, Barcelona or Real Madrid. Both could really benefit from younger central midfielders because they're, let, let's face it, they're like Real Madrid's central midfielders – are good in Toni Kroos and uh, Luka Modric, but they're getting older and can't really give a hundred percent effort every single game, and and we've seen that happen quite a bit this season. In Barcelona, you know, Frankie Dion is doing well, but they could use some other central midfield talents. While they have some other uh, promising youngsters coming through, they need some more experience to get them back to their best. So, I, I think those two would really benefit and be really good. Roles for him, but I also think some Premier League teams could use him as well. And the one possibility that I that came to mind was Manchester United, who could really use a solid central midfielder partner because McTominay and Fred, they just don't work well together. Uh, McTominay bombs forward too much and uh, leaves Fred exposed. Fred sits back too much to really get forward to to create much of a threat. I think a Fred and Soler uh, midfield pairing could be really solid and could help United kind of, you know, kind of snuff out counterattacks a little bit more and get onto the attack again. And I also think a team like Liverpool could use him like, like I mentioned uh, before, because it looks like Wijnaldum is probably on his way out. Henderson isn't getting any younger. I think he could be a really good midfield partner to Thiago. They're both Spanish. They uh, they're both really good uh, with providing assists at it when they're on form. And I think they might be able to get the best out of each other, which is something that Liverpool really need out of Tiago. So that, that's my thinking Uh, at 39 million, he's a bit of a more expensive option, but I think, you know, given everything he's done for Valencia, he probably deserves a move at this point because I, I, whenever I watch him play, he's just fantastic. And I think he, really deserves to play at the top level
0: yeah I'm surprised you didn't mention one of the reasons why he could be on his way out and that is Valencia are very mismanaged to the point where Uh, their owner Peter Lim is just doing a fire sale they lost a lot of players last year that's basically why Yunus Musa who is a US men's national team player playing for Valencia was able to get so many minutes. Cause a lot of their first team players were transferred out because of debt that the Valencia owed because of other reasons. And Peter Lim, the, the devil that he is is just selling players, trying to run this club as a business instead of a club. And that's why he's on his way out. And for that reason, I think he might go for a little bit cheaper than the 40 mil that you are giving him as a price tag i think barcelona would be the type of move that he should be looking for i think he is a type of move barcelona should be going for enough of this super expensive uh foreign players they should stay within spain get some good quality players that aren't going to be flashy but are proven prospects proven players In La Liga, I think that would be a huge move for them to finally get back to their feet. When you ever look at Barcelona transfers, you're like, that's cool. How can they afford them? Carlos Soler is a player who I think they can actually afford and would really do well. Because when you look at the pieces that they need to fix, which is pretty much, if not every piece, finding a new starting, uh, starting person finding some depth in all their different positions. And I think midfield is one that they could potentially boost for relatively cheap. Like, as I said before, I don't think it's going to be that expensive. So that's where I am with him. I think he's a good player. I think Valencia, if they lose him and if they lose what is his name, uh, Gaia. You know, you, you know, yeah. You know, yeah.
1: The left yeah. back. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think he's been also linked to potentially move Valencia. That would be huge. That would be devastating for Valencia. And they, unfortunately, could be in the relegation scrap next year. But, you know, that's greener pastures for Soler. And it's going to be greener patches for the next player that I'm going to talk about. We're actually going to the Netherlands, which I don't think we've talked about yet. And this is Andre Onana with Ajax. And Onana is a goalkeeper. He's been playing for Ajax since his academy days. He's played for Young Ajax in the Divisi. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but he's a talented player, and not only the best shot stopper in all of the Eredivisie, but among the best in the world. I think he really blew up on the scene through Ajax's Champions League run back in what was it the 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 twenty nineteen season? Sure. Uh, but he played really, really well for a young Ajax side and really bossed up pretty much every single other team that he came against. So that's that's really, really good for him. But there is one central problem, one big problem. He got banned for 12 months this last February for taking performance-enhancing drugs. That's a big yikes for me. Is that a big yikes from you, Jack?
1: Yeah, uh, that, that is a bit of a problem, I'd have to say.
0: Yeah. So despite being a very good goalkeeper, he was caught taking PEDs. And since then, he's refused to sign a contract with Ajax. And it looks like he's really burning a bridge there by screwing them over in two ways. A, obviously by not signing a contract. And B, by putting them in the situation in the first place by missing an entire year. Ajax even said that they're going to be turning to their two other goalkeepers who are in their late 30s i believe i'm forgetting their names but i think they're like 36 37 38 wow yeah that's how much they're like well actually these goalkeepers are fine we actually don't need you at this point he's still only 25 pretty young for a goalkeeper he'll probably want to turn a new leaf ped free he's hopefully still good without the drugs <laughs> that's a big if because <laughs> depending on how long he's been using us we might have not have seen his peak yet without peds so i don't know and he'll be cheap like because he's not gonna be able to play for six months which is a, a a big big wrinkle he's gonna miss the first quarter of next season he's going to be pretty pretty cheap i would say he might be less than 20 million in fact i would say highly likely he's less than 15 or 10 million so the sky's the limits in terms of which clubs can afford them So where should he go? He's been linked with Arsenal, which I guess makes sense because Leno isn't that great. He could make some boneheaded mistakes as his one very bad own goal has shown. But honestly, screw that. I'd like to see him him at Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund need a more dependable goalkeeper and they could do better than Hitz and Berkey. I think he's the type of signing Dortmund would make, a very cheap, relatively young signing that they can Really develop as their own further and I think he'd succeed there I think the English media puts too much pressure on goalkeepers as we have seen many many times before and with his background with the PED scandal I think they would eat him alive I don't think he should move there so that's why I don't think he'd move well with Arsenal or Spurs which you know should be getting rid of Lloris eventually so that's why I'm keeping him uh, continental with a move to Germany, I could also see him moving to a mid/slash high table La Liga side as well. I don't know, maybe a Villarreal or Sevilla. But for my money, I would like to see him at Dortmund. Uh, Jack, w- well, first question: Would you take if you are a general manager or a sporting director for a team? Would you take a chance on Onana if you need a goalkeeper?
1: And B, where where would you see him going? that's tough like give it after after all of this and how publicized it was and you know it, it's tough to to give to give him a chance but you know he is talented he he's talented he's a solid player who has he, he's honestly like isn't he like one of the last players from that Ajax side that uh in that Champions League run that's left i mean like he yeah he he is a good player and i think he deserves another chance because you know, people make mistakes. I, I'm I'm not sure to the extent of the of the PED issue, if it was like all the time or if it was just that one time he took them and then got caught. But you know, I, I think that they, they could that it's it's worth giving him a shot. Now, where should he go? I, I think Dortmund's a solid option as well. I, I, I think that's that's a good one. However, I also think that he could be good at at uh Tottenham or Arsenal because Leno has expressed oh. a lot of intention of leaving Arsenal which I think is interesting because I think that's probably his ceiling in terms of like <laughs> where he yeah. where he can perform so I, I think that it, it would be kind of odd for him to move on but if he does Onana is a really cheap option and like who who are they going to turn to otherwise like Alex Runar Runarson who like conceded 5 in a cup match against Manchester City's B side uh, i mean that that's not exactly the most ideal backup you can turn to so i, I think that that would be a solid pick Tottenham as well loris still plays regularly for france but he's 33 i think is uh is is what he's at and you know he he should he's probably pretty close to uh moving away from there and i'm just checking he's 34 actually um mm-hmm. so i i think it i think it might might be time for him to to uh you know, move on, and because of that, I think Onana is a good, cheap transfer, perfect for Spurs because you know how they, how Daniel Levy loves his shrewd business. So I, I think that that would be perfect. Wow,
0: I basically said that he shouldn't move to Arsenal and Tottenham, and you said the exact opposite. I, I know. I love it. I love it. We, I we kept some pretty big names till the end for the both of us. Jack, who is your final transfer that? you think should happen for the player's sake?
1: Yeah, well, I'm going back to Spain for this one, and I'm going to Real Madrid in Isco, the attacking midfielder who's been playing there for a few years now. He is on the last year of his deal, and he's not featured much for Zinedine Zidane's side this season. He has started, uh, or he has played in 24 games, but only 24% of the time he's been starting and only 20, he's only gotten 26% of the minutes played in total this season. So I, I don't think I, I think he deserves to start in most games. And he doesn't deserve to be a bench player. He's had a quiet season, but most of that's due to the fact that he's been left on the bench most of the time. He's still a very good player who can inject some creativity, which I know a ton of teams could really do for that. And he is a relatively cheap option compared to other more like, you know, champions league winning central attacking midfielders. Really? He's only 20 year uh, 20 million. I, I think a uh, transfer market listed it in dollars, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could provide that creativity, but I think he needs to move. He's in his prime 27 years old. He needs to get starting minutes. So where should he go? And I think he's got to go to a side that needs creativity. And there are plenty of those. And one such location is, and I feel like we've said this a lot, Tottenham. They need creativity. I don't know who's really creating beyond Sun. And with Bale most likely leaving this summer, uh, after his loan move to train up for the Euros, really, they need someone to create more chances. Because they, while Kane converts most chances put in front of him, they need more than just one outlet for, uh, one uh, like assist provider for him. He, he would be a cheap buy for, uh, with good experience, which would be fantastic for the Spurs front office. However, I, I think, and this one might be a little bit strange, but I think Everton could be interesting for him. Mm. And there's a few reasons. James Rodriguez moved from Real Madrid after being frozen on the bench for most of a season, and Ancelotti really got the best out of him there. So I think Isco could link up really well with his old teammate and kind of spark something and maybe break the Everton curse and get back into Europe. On the other hand, uh, you know, Sigurdsson is getting up there in age. He's 32 this summer mm-hmm. and Isco could get quite a bit of game time there because Sigurdsson doesn't start at every game anymore and their mm-hmm. other attacking midfield options, you know, uh, I think Bernard has played it there. Hasn't been amazing there. James Rodriguez could play there. He plays on the right wing more more often than not. Uh, but. Yeah, I I think that he could get quite a bit of game time in Everton. Finally, I think he could just move cross city and go to Atletico Madrid, because one thing that I've noticed a lot as someone who watched a lot of Atletico Madrid in 2019 to 20 and 2020 to 21, the big change is that Simeone is trying to create more fluid, creative play instead of just sitting back and countering. He's trying to uh, to get a lot of that, but he doesn't really have the player to make that all happen for him. I think Isco could be that player because they could use depth in a creative position to be able to link up between Suarez and Joao Felix, who, you know, they're good at creating chances, but if they could get someone behind them creating even more, that would be perfect. And I think it could uh, a move to Atletico could be just what he needs to restart his career and, you know, get it back on track because he's a solid player who is in his prime. He's won Champions League's he deserves to be starting most games. And I think Atletico Madrid is the one that he should go to personally.
0: All right, all right. I have two options that I think he would work really well at. Juventus, we have mentioned Juve's lack of midfield talent. I think Isco could do really well there to replace some of the players that, let's be honest, should not be starting for a Juve-caliber team. I'm really digging into uh, some, some... top table teams right now. Yeah, I, you I, really are, yeah. I know Juve fans are going to come at me. I know Spurs fans kind of made fun of them. are going to come at me. Yeah. No offense to you guys, all offense to the sporting directors at your clubs, but the team that I think he would do really well at and the ones that I could really realistically see him going to is Sevilla. Oh, okay. Okay. He is a midfielder who is, you know, in his prime right now. Sevilla, are in need of some midfield talent to replace their their aging players. I mean they have I have it here. They have like the likes of a player you like Alejandro Gomez, Rakitic, Fernando. These are players who I believe they're all in their early 30s right now. So so yep. they're not getting any younger. I think he could really step in there, be a creative force for them as they transition to a new look team. And I think that he could be one of the players that build that Sevilla builds around and can eventually mount up a, a challenge for La Liga, a challenge for the Copa del Rey. I, I think he's that type of player that can elevate this team from a good team to a great team. And with the players on their way out that would be starting above him, I think that this is a really high potential move for him. Does that kind of make sense? I I I know. Uh, throughout this episode, I've been looking at the clubs that have aging superstars on the way out, but I think if anything, this is the transfer that it kind of makes the most sense uh, with because there are a lot of aging midfielders for Sevilla. Jack, could you see him moving to Sevilla at all?
1: Yeah, I can't believe I I didn't think of that honestly because you're right. Their uh, their their team is playing really well, but on the other hand it's not sustainable at this point in time. And I think you're right that that could be a good piece of continuity. Uh, he gets to stay in Spain too, which could yeah. be a lot of help. And yeah, I think Sevilla could be a solid location for him. I mean, Atletico Madrid, I think w- would, be, would be equally a good fit, but I think Sevilla might actually, now, now that you've made the argument, might actually be a little bit better, just because I think the style fits a little bit le- better.
0: Mm-hmm. Because he's not the best player, obviously. Yeah. Right. I, I don't actually think he could be a focal point with Juve, for example. But for a, a smaller club like Sevilla, I think he'd be a great fit. And now let's move on to the final transfer. My final transfer, the last player that we think should definitely make a move this summer it's the Norwegian robot himself, Terminator <laughs> 2.0, Erling Holland. Why should he make a move? Because he's a great player that wants to win. And as great as Dortmund are, they don't really have like, the resources to really challenge for a Bundesliga title. He's a future Ballon d'Or winner, only 20 still. He scored just under 40 goals since coming to Dortmund last season. Like, Imagine if he got even better delivery on an even better team. Imagine what the numbers are going to be. It doesn't even matter that he did it in the Bundesliga, literally wherever he goes. If he has the service, it's just going to be an exponential growth graph in terms of his goal outputs. He should move if he has the ambition, but also he could not. Dortmund are in the Champions League, and they're not in the mood to sell. They have a pretty hefty uh, buy clause on him. So he might not move, but if he wants to tear it up if he wants to elevate himself to a great player really early on in his career he's going to want to push for a move to a bigger bigger club he could wait one more season tear it up more in the bundesliga and leave next summer but if he has the ambition again he will move the question is where i mean his father and mino raiola his agent have been as we said before on this podcast. Shopping around, going to different teams uh, in Spain, in England. Uh, I believe they stopped in PSG as well. But it's hard for a club to afford him. A, he's young. B, his contract still uh, has a little bit to go. And C, he's literally the hottest commodity in the entire footballing world right now. So it's going to be hard to get him. Man City, obviously, is a very... likely place for him if he ends up anywhere obviously man city can't get all these players that we named but he is probably going to be amongst the top of of their lists if they don't get Kane, that is because i know man city their main guy is Kane. so you also have to look at barcelona or real madrid if they can muster up the money i know even barcelona even though i said that they shouldn't spend huge amounts of money this is early holland it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity he will be an, an amazing player, and whatever it takes to get him, as long as it literally doesn't bankrupt you, I think is enough to get Erling Holland. PSG, uh, as Jack mentioned before, they did re-sign Neymar, but again, he I forgot he does play on the wings, so Neymar will be able to complement Erling Holland. That would be an absolutely disgusting team if that comes to fruition. <laughs> That'd be insane. Uh, Jack, to close off this episode, where do you think? Erling holland should end up. Is it Barcelona? Is it Real Madrid? Is it Manchester City? Is it the Juventus? Who is it? Who is it, Jack?
1: Uh, I think he should end up at Borussia Dortmund. Uh,
0: personally. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. Gonna say that.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I know that might be controversial because like a lot of people are saying, oh, he's an amazing talent. He's too good for Dortmund. And I I just want want to want to take a step back and say. He's also only nineteen or twenty. I, I yeah. he, he's really young, and Dortmund's team is fantastic at developing young players. And because of that, like I I think you know he could he could have another great season with Dortmund. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he, uh, he just waiting out that his contract becomes exponentially easier to buy out because there's a release clause that activates mm-hmm. them. So I think that it's more likely that he does that. Also, his wage demands are just Huge. way too high. Huge. He, I think, I, I I might be remembering this wrong, but I think he was demanding a million pounds or euros per week.
0: Yeah, with is, every with everything accounted for, like right. like the agent fees, a, a fee to his father, a sign-on fee, plus like the actual value of his contract it when you split it up between the 4 or 5 years he would sign on it, it's astronomical like like you could you could buy the entirety of mls with that kind of money
1: yeah exactly that that's what i mean like that that you're talking like a 400 million dollar player potentially even more like you're you're talking a huge sum of money for a player who yes is good but is also young and you know i i think that he that people should Calm down a little. I think he should get a little bit more development at Dortmund, you know, and then wait for that release clause. And then clubs are going to pounce on it. And because, and then, you know, then it's just about, about the wage demands. And even then though, I, I, think, I think he's got to lower those down because at this point, no club is going to be able to afford him. Even Manchester City and PSG, <laughs> 400 million, like if we're in the range of four, 300, 400, 500 million, no club can afford that. And if they do, they, like, they're like they like one bad season or one bad half season from bankruptcy, really. And that that is what I would be most worried about. So I think he should stay at Dortmund for a year.
0: All right, all right. I don't think he's going to be super expensive. It all depends on what Dortmund do if, if they're very <laughs> hard-headed with their negotiations. But yeah, I agree. I, I, I think if he waits one year... His contract will be easier to, uh, you know, buy out. I think his wages might be a little bit smaller if he has a quieter year. You know, he's still a good player, but if he has a quieter year and he's not like literally the hottest commodity in the entire world, uh, he might be a little bit more affordable next year. But those are our. T- uh f- 10 transfers, I guess. Jack, do you want to very quickly go over the, the list of players you named? You don't even have to mention what, what club that they should go to yeah, sure. list their players.
1: Yeah. So I said Emerson, who is a left back at Chelsea, uh Dusan Vlahovic, who's a striker at Fiorentina, Isco, an attacking midfielder at Real Madrid, Sander Burge, a central defensive mid at Sheffield United, and Carlos Soler, a center mid at Valencia.
0: All right, and I said Paulo Dybala, a striker at Juventus. Uh, Where would I go to? I went to Harry Kane, at Tottenham Hotspur, a striker. I went to Yves Bissuma, midfielder for Brighton Hove Albion. Andre Onana, Ajax goalkeeper. Probably not going to be for he's not right now because he's banned. Right, and finally Erling Holland, striker at Borussia Dortmund. That is our ten. Picks ten players that we think need to make a transfer this summer for whatever reason that is, Jack. Before we close out to this episode, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners?
1: Well, as always, make sure to check out our Twitter uh, at Final Third Show. It's great there. We uh, we're able to tweet a lot more now uh, because we we have jobs instead of school all the time, which. Well, that doesn't seem like much of a change. It is a lot of, uh, uh, it is a great change for both AJ and I. And of course, uh, you know, check out the survey that we're going to put out in the show notes on Twitter. If you want to say in what kind of content you want to see maybe this summer, uh, we'd really appreciate what you have to say about the podcast. And so, yeah, you know, let us know your thoughts with that.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself, but I will say this. Give us a follow and a rating wherever you listen to this podcast on, whether it's Podcast Addict, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. There's too many podcast apps. That's what I'm learning throughout this entire podcasting experience. (laughs) Too many, too many. But still, give us a follow wherever you listen to us on. Tell a friend as well. Word of mouth is always great. Tell your dad. I'm sure he would love to listen to the final third podcast. 20 weeks in, by the way. Uh, This is our 20th week doing this uh, this podcast. And we love doing it. So, yep, as Jack said, do that survey. And we'll see you guys next Monday for our news and prediction episode. We'll see you guys next week, same time, same place, for the deep dive episode. See ya. Bye for now.